0: There was one man who Jesus Himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. The last time we studied the Word of God together, we talked about the First Witness and the First Disciples. The First Witness being John the Baptist, and the First Disciples being those who followed John who became followers of Jesus Christ. Well, I want to give you a little explanation today about the process by which this happened. I want to to try to explain to you, from the Word of God, how John's Witness gives a pattern for all of us who want to be Witnesses. Would you like to be a true Witness for Jesus Christ? Well, there are four things that characterize the life of every faithful witness. And I'm praying today that the Lord will use this to help all of us be better witnesses. I hear sometimes people say, oh, that man's a great witness. The truth of the matter is, I don't know how you explain whether a person's a great witness or or a poor witness. There are just those who witness and those who don't. There are those who are working to try to point people to Jesus and those who are failing to do that. I want to do a better job. Do you? Let me read it to you from John chapter 1, where the Bible says in verse 29, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh of the man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel, therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him, and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bare record that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day after, John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. I love this. Two different days are represented in the verses I just read. Both days, John has one thing to say. The only thing he says to his disciples, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. It looks to me like he was sharing it every day. You know, I believe that a good witness is a faithful witness. It's not something you do occasionally. It's something you work to do consistently. There's a difference between going what we call soul winning and being a soul winner. A person can go out soul winning, meaning they give an hour to go out and try to talk to people about the Lord. That's good. That's very good. But something even better is when a person is a soul winner, which means it's not something they do, it's what they are. And everywhere they go and everybody they speak to, they're trying to point them to Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus would teach his disciples as ye go preach. Everywhere preaching preaching and witnessing about the Lord Jesus. Now, how did John the Baptist become such a powerful witness? Well, let me give you the four things from this passage that characterize him. First, he had his own experience with God. This is very important. Did you catch it? In verse 31, and again in verse 33, he says, There was a day that I knew him not. Now, remember, he he says to the people standing around, there's one standing among you that you know not. But he says to them, there was a day I didn't know him either. Sometimes I'm afraid when we're talking about the Lord and spiritual things, we have a tendency to talk down to people because we know so much now. But would you please remember the day you knew nothing? Would you remember the day you didn't know Jesus? Would you be reminded that you're a lost person too and that but for the grace of God you'd still be lost? Would you begin with your own experience with God? You need to know the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. Be certain that you are saved and that your sins are forgiven and that Christ lives in you. And then as soon as you know Him, start making Him known to other people. You don't have to be saved for a long period of time to witness. As a matter of fact, most people do more witnessing in the first days after they get saved than they do the rest of their Christian life combined. I've discovered that some of the greatest, most effective witnesses are people who were just recently born again because they're so excited about being in the family of God. They want others to know Christ. And so the first mark of a faithful witness, is they've had their own experience with God and they want to tell you about it. I believe the most powerful tool you have next to the Scriptures is your own story of salvation, your own testimony of the difference Christ has made in your heart and what He means to you today. And there's a second truth I want to point out to you, and it is this. Not only did he have his own experience with God, he joined God in His work of revealing salvation to others. Now listen to me again, what I just said. He joined God in His work of revealing salvation. You see, God is the one who reveals the way of salvation. We don't save anybody. The Lord does the saving. All we're doing is we're getting in on what God is already doing. The book of Acts says God is at work in this world taking out a people for His name. The Lord is up to something. And we become, I love this phrase Paul gives us, laborers together with God. Did you notice that at the baptism of the Lord Jesus, John was introduced to all three members of the Godhead. The Lord Jesus, the Son of God, is standing in the water. The Father speaks from heaven and says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove upon him. What's going on here? John is giving getting a vivid illustration that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are working together to reveal the way of salvation to all of mankind. And John discovers that he can get in on that. He can have a part in the work of God. I can't think of anything more exciting than to think that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit would bring us into their work of revealing the way of salvation to lost humanity. And so, number one, you need your own experience with God. Number two, you need to find your place working with the Lord to reveal salvation to others. Number three, and this is so simple, John made much of Jesus. His whole message is about Jesus. You know, if you're not careful, you start talking more about church than you do about Christ. If you're not careful, you start using religious terminology that though it may be good, very good, it reveals nothing about Jesus. Did you know you can actually even teach Bible lessons without giving the gospel. And you can give lots of truth, but the first testimony must be the testimony about the Lord Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. The first work is to reveal to people that they are sinners, but there is a savior. That they have a debt, but the debt has been paid. The Lamb of God came and with his own precious blood made a way, he redeemed us, made a way so that we could come into a relationship with a holy God. I love this phrase in verse 34. He said, I saw and bear record. Have you seen it? Have you seen the Lord Jesus? Have you gotten a glimpse of the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world? Have you gotten a look at Calvary, at what the Lord Jesus Christ did in suffering and bleeding and dying? Have you seen Him risen from the dead through eyes of faith? Do you know that you've seen the Lord in that way? Then, if you've seen Him, witness, bear record, tell someone else, and make much of the Lord Jesus. Jesus said, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. You don't have to answer every question. You don't have to debate every cause. You don't have to convince people about everything. You have one thing to do. And just like John the Baptist, that one thing is to point them to Jesus Christ. Let me give you one final thing, the fourth thing in this list. Uh, Don't miss it now. In verse 36, he's looking upon Jesus as he walked, and he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And someone's going to say, Yes, well, you've said that already. Oh, but would you look at the end of the sentence? It doesn't end with a period this time. It ends with an exclamation point. I love this. John the Baptist witnessed with enthusiasm. It wasn't something he had to do. He didn't do it out of guilt or duty. He did it out of joy. Let me ask you, what gets you excited? That divine exclamation point reveals a heart bubbling over with joy to tell people about Christ. The word enthusiasm comes from two words, in theos, in God. If anybody has something to be enthused about, it's those who are in God and God is in them. Would you tell someone else today about Jesus, about your experience with God, about the way of salvation, about the difference He's made in your life? And when you're talking about it, would you speak about Him with enthusiasm? So they will desire to know the Christ that you know. This is what it truly means to become a faithful witness. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, ScottPauli.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.